sorry, I'm not buying it. Did you hear what Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn said yesterday during his testimony at the January 6th hearing? I can't prove it didn't happen, but sorry, I don't believe this happened to a guy who, by the way, is the size of an NFL offensive tackle. More, more insurrectionists were pouring into the area by the speaker's lobby near the rotunda and some wearing MAGA hats and shirts that said Trump 2020. I told them to just leave the Capitol and in response they yelled, no man, this is our house. President Trump invited us here. We're here to stop the steal. Joe Biden is not the president. Nobody voted for Joe Biden. I'm a law enforcement officer, and I do my best to keep politics out of my job. But in this circumstance, I responded. Well, I voted for Joe Biden. Does my vote not count? Am I nobody? That prompted a torrent of racial epithets. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that, guys? This nigger voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, boo, fucking nigger. No one had ever, ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. In the days following the attempted insurrection, other black officers shared with me their own stories of racial abuse on January 6th. One officer told me he had never, and in his, his entire 40 years of life, been called a nigger to his face. And that streak ended on January 6th. Yet another black officer later told me he had been cr- confronted by insurrectionists in the Capitol who told him, put your gun down and we'll show you what kind of nigger you really are. I sat down on a bench in the rotunda with a friend of mine who was also a black Capitol Police officer and told him about the racial slurs I endured. I became very emotional and began yelling, how the blank could something like this happen? Is this America? I began sobbing. Officers came over to console me. Uh, sobbing? Come on. I mean, listen, if it happened, it's a terrible thing. If, if, if. But I had the same feeling the first time I heard about Jussie Smollett uh, right out of the gate. And when we come back, we're going to have Wilford Riley. He's the author of Hate Crime Hoax, How the Left is Selling a Fake Race War. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 831 21 
one. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Traders, listen up. As life in America starts to return to normal, are you looking for the best trading opportunities? With the current real estate market, the rise of crypto, and the volatility of tech stocks, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to learn how our technology analyzes over 1 million data points per day. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 so you can learn how to predict market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy whether you're trading stocks options forex futures or crypto vantage points patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge text money to 813-813 to find out how to maximize your gains text the word money to 813-813 to learn how to use the volatility to your advantage don't wait text the word money to 813-813 now by texting in you consent to receive calls voice and text messages using automated technology regarding offers by or on behalf of vantage point deb's constipation with belly pain discomfort and bloating kept giving her grief she talked to her doctor to get some relief turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. Now, before the break, we played you a soundbite from the testimony of a Capitol Police officer named Harry Dunn. He cried. Uh, also, some other people there cried. A couple of congressmen cried during the hearings. Anyway, he said he was called the N-word multiple times. I said I'm not buying it, and I'm wondering if that makes me a bad person. Um, Wilford Riley is an assistant professor of political science at Kentucky State University. He's also the author of a book called Hate Crime Hoax, How the Left is Selling a Fake Race War. And Wilford joins us now. Thanks for being here, Wilford. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, always glad to be on the show, Todd. Yeah, happy to have you again. Uh, so you've done a lot of research, obviously, on hate crime. I mean, you wrote a book about it, on hate crime hoaxes, I mean. What was your first reaction when you heard uh, this guy's testimony? Well, I, I think with the Capitol Police officers, there there is an element of sympathy for those officers. I mean, whether or not they were exaggerating, you know, what happened a little bit, or they'd been poached a bit. I mean, they were there during, you know, a mob riot, this one on the right, just that there are many officers during mob riots left this past summer. So obviously, I mean, I'm pro-police. I think you are. It's hard not to say, okay, that's, that sucks. That's unfortunate. Um, in terms of some of the theatrics and the histrionics, I was called the N-word, not by one guy, which may have happened, the face-to-face physical confrontation, but dozens of times. There were people in pink shirts chanting this. I mean, some of that testimony. My question really with these stories is always, is that on video? I'm, I'm not necessarily disbelieving the right-wing guys. I'm not necessarily disbelieving the police officers, but is there any evidence that that happened? And if not, it, it seems a little dubious uh, very often. That's that's my first reaction to this. The crying congressman, that's just Peter. I mean, politicians do cry in command. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I don't think, I think you could make a case that there probably wasn't one person in that capital uh, in the building or outside or anywhere around there that day who didn't have a cell phone with them and didn't have a camera with them. And and also the the cops, I, I'm assuming that Capitol Police have um, body cams. If if that happened, it's on video somewhere. Has to be, right? Yeah, well, this is this is one of the things that comes up pretty often with some of the stuff like believe all women or believe all hate accusers, these actual hashtags you see, all Asian Americans. The reality is that there's no moral difference from a, a spiritual standpoint, for example, between men and women, whites and blacks and Asians, so on down the line, all people lie. So, as you say, I'm much, much more likely, let's put it that way, to believe a story like that if there is visual video testimony. The one thing about that that keeps me from saying, okay, these cops are good guys, that they're exaggerating or they're lying, is that we haven't seen most of the footage from the Capitol riot. And actually, I think a lot of people that are in my field of political science or business or criminal justice and who lean a bit right are kind of curious about why that is. I mean, is it, is it too horrific? Are they trying to avoid showing the Capitol in diagram? Or is the reality that there was about a half hour of fighting interspersed through about a thousand hours of video of people walking around and arguing with police and taking pictures? And I, I think a lot of people suspect it's number two. But for whatever reason, we haven't seen the video of this or much of anything else. Yeah, uh, there's 1,400 hours, uh, apparently, of video that's out there that uh, hasn't been shown. Uh, Can the Democrats continue to sell this narrative without either releasing the 1,400 hours or answering why they haven't released them? Well, I I think they can because this is completely partisan. I mean, if you look at this uh, House 1-6 commission, I was going to say it doesn't include any Republicans, which is certainly a funny joke, but it, it includes two or three Republicans total, it was organized in one house. Neither party necessarily wanted it in the other chamber, so it's in the House, not the Senate. Even in the House, it's run entirely by the Democrats. So the point of this isn't like getting to the bipartisan bottom of the truth or something like this. I mean, this is a more extreme version of the Benghazi hearings on the right. The goal is to get your base really amped up, really active. So will anyone believe this? Yeah, like registered Democratic voters in unions that are allied with you know, law enforcement or the service employees or the other people that are going to testify, they will believe this narrative. And that, that's the point. That's who they're going for. They're not trying to reach you or, for that matter, me.
Does the Jussie Smollett case and other cases like it, uh, cases that you've written about in your book, Hate Crime Hoax, um, does that require everybody now to start out with a lot of skepticism when we hear stories like this? A lot of skepticism, yes. It doesn't require us to start out assuming that people, certainly police officers, are lying. But when you hear this or when you hear something like Believe All Women, I mean, your first point to some extent, I'm not even going to say whether this is moral or not, but your first point has to be, well, what about Yasmin Saeed, Jesse Smollett, Covington Catholic, Erica Thomas, Corey Bush a couple days ago, Air Force Academy, Duke Lacrosse, Tawana Brawley. It's not like this has happened once. Uh, it's out there, and, and and you've been uh, you've been pretty active on uh, Twitter. Um, and earlier today, I think it was earlier today that you tweeted this uh, quote: "To some extent, the twin pillars of current Democratic policy are one, white liberals forcing the party left, and two, people of color being kept in house by constant claims of racism." Uh, could that testimony yesterday fall under number two by any chance? Well, yeah, this is this is a great a great deal of it. I mean, you notice that they emphasized that particular officer in the cuts of this that were used on mainstream media. A great more, much more than arguably more sympathetic officers like Fanon, who is on video getting tasered. He's in a hand-to-hand medieval fight with someone. Whoever that guy is on the Trumper side, he should be in jail. Even that was downplayed relative to this, I was called the N-word. And that's because race is such an effective tool in politics. I mean, what you're referring to on Twitter was that study, famous study by Pew, where they asked people, do you believe that you can change your sex just by saying you're a member of another sex, if I have the word incorrect, or gender, or whatever. And 74% of whites, now this is only Democrats, so Republicans would have swung this back to kind of that, that normal center. But 74% of whites, either Democrats or I think independents, said yes. With Hispanics, I think it was 40%. And then with blacks, just the large majority said, no, that's, that's not a thing you can do. And I pointed out the African-American community is actually one of the more, really have our issues of crime and so on, but we're one of the more traditional, we're one of the more religious, uh, more gun-owning, so on down the line, communities in the country. How do you keep that group voting not 55, but 95% Democratic? Well, you, you maybe tell them some stuff. That's certainly something you notice as an observant person in this country. Yeah, I, I ask that question all the time. Uh, why do why do um, these candidates who who keep uh, not fulfilling their promises keep getting ninety five percent of the vote from the people that they're promising everything to? Uh, it it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, no. First of all, I will say I think a lot of things that are described as black issues are to some extent national issues. You could ask that about poor whites in the South who often vote Democratic as well, and here yeah. in Appalachia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there there's some Republican communities, Alaska or something like. That. I mean, there there are areas where people are not being served, but we we certainly see the big cities a lot. Um, they're collapsing in many cases. They're large enough to have television stations, and they obviously have some problems. I'm from the South Side of Chicago. And yes, they are all democratically controlled. When you ask how someone like Lori Lightfoot or Muriel Bowser stays in power, I think a part of the answer has to be, well, they are blaming this boogeyman of systematic, contemporary, you know, past tense, whatever else, racism, institutional. And they're saying that the reason they're failing is that even they are being oppressed by this outside entity. But this is like talking about ghosts or the boogeyman or the devil made me do it outside of church. Like, once you admit that entity might not exist, you have to come up with a real explanation. The real explanation is these politicians have been in power 
for decades stealing or at least misusing a fair amount of money, and that's the problem in the hood. Yeah, and you also tweeted that the sole question here, uh, that the sole question here uh, as applies to uh, the 1 6 hearings is context. So, what is the context here that sh this should be viewed in? The context of the 1 6 hearings, I mean, the yeah. context of the 1 6 hearings obviously is that we saw a year of bloody political riot. I mean, this is, this is something that people almost intentionally forget. And I, I really worry that when children read history books 20 years from now, they're going to see a sentence like, in 2017 in Charlottesville, and again in 2021 in Washington, D.C., the USA witnessed bloody right-wing riots, and then something like, and in between, there were mostly peaceful marches for racial justice. The, the actual context of this is that this was a big, ugly riot. The right is capable of this, too. Not to be for criminals. But for the year before that, there were big, ugly riots every weekend. I mean, we had the Breonna Taylor marches and riots here in Louisville. I mean, Chicago, the entire Mag Mile was looted. Um, during this period, nothing as iconic as the Capitol perhaps was attacked, although you could argue the police station in Minneapolis, you could argue the Portland courthouse. But the plain reality is that $2 billion in damage was done. I mean, the plain reality is that, what was it, is either 25 or 52 people were killed. Let's take 25 at the very low end. I mean, all this just got done happening. We weren't imagining it. We were watching it on Fox and sometimes even the other networks. I mean, the cities were burnt down. So that's the context. That's the context in which it's a little weird that the right-wing boys that did this are sitting in jail in solitary for eight months. Is everyone else is the question. Yeah, and there were cops killed, including black uh, uh, black cops who were killed or injured uh, by rioters uh, during those. Yeah, uh, David Dorn, yeah. this is this isn't a secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Dorn is, is the prime example. Um, so, uh, and we're talking to uh, Wilford Riley. He's an assistant professor of political science at Kentucky State University and author of "Hate Crime Hoax: How the Left Is Selling a Fake Race War." Um, so, as I said, you teach political science, Wilford. Uh, if one of your students classified what happened on January 6th as an insurrection, would you correct him or her? Yeah, I think that what we're doing, and again, I don't, I don't want to be like boring center right guy, but it, it, politics is amoral. The political parties do crap like this in every country. The right does this a little less, a little less, but does this sometimes in the USA too. But you're trying for these advantages, and you're not trying for them physically on the football field. You're trying for them verbally. So you, you take the widest, broadest definition of everything. That's why you're hearing things like the Capitol riot led to seven deaths. What that means is that, for example, people who were at the Capitol riot committed suicide weeks later because policing is a high-stress profession. I mean, so that, that's the kind of universe we're engaging in, and that's where this insurrection idea comes from. So an insurrection is a formal attempt to overthrow a government by removing its entire leadership structure. Um, in terms of the Capitol riot, no. Um, I don't think there was a conscious attempt to do that. Trump, for all his flaws, had be peaceful at the start. I don't think there was a chance of that happening. I mean, if I went to the Canadian prime minister's house and tried to climb in the window, I'm not an insurrectionary, whatever my intent might have been. Um, and just so on down the line, like, it, even had there been, God forbid, a big fight where five congressmen had been killed, that wouldn't have knocked up our entire leadership structure. So, no, the term would be riot. Um, no, it's, it's not a coup or something like that. They weren't killing generals or hanging people outside the White House. Well, it's interesting because in the testimony yesterday, including from uh, Officer Dunn, but even some of the the uh, the people in Congress uh, who were the members of the uh, of the committee, when they referred to the 
individuals there, they, re, they referred to them as insurrectionists. And then I was, in, I was confronted by an insurrectionist who said, so the word has now been uh, absolutely applied to everybody who was there. Every single person who showed up that day on January 6th is now an insurrectionist. I, I guess that's uh, yeah. the way it's going to work. Yeah, I, I think that's just a manipulation of language. Again, I don't have any sympathy for, and I don't think you have any sympathy for, the January 6th rioters. No. If you have a technical point to make about election law, you go make that in the courts. This is applies for the right and the left. The same thing if you don't like the voting rights bill. But with that said, a bunch of people fighting the police for a period of three hours, it's terrible. But no, that's not an insurrection. An insurrection would be a situation, first of all, an insurrection would have to target the executive branch, right? If you're looking at the currently dominant branch of government where the president is and so on. But, I mean, if you're looking at an insurrection, that would be identifying the home addresses of every member of the cabinet, the president, every member of Congress, and actually, you know, God forbid, killing them. Or something like that, or forming up an army in the southern portion of the United States and you know, attacking a military installation in, let's say, South Carolina and starting a war. That, that's an insurrection. I mean, the people that we're talking about here, the guy with the fur hat with the horns on it, they don't have an army. They don't have an alternative Supreme Court. No, these, these are not revolutionaries. These are just knuckleheads. Well, and of course, the media are happy to use that word. That's in all the headlines, and uh, that's just it's, it's, it, it, when they refer to that day of January 6th, they refer to as the insurrection on January 6th. It's now officially, uh, it's, it's now an insurrection. And when you talk about history books, 20 years from now, isn't that what the word they're going to be reading when they read about what happened on that day? Well, I, I think that entirely depends. Well, first of all, that entirely depends on whether more conservatives start writing history or even you know, more IDW centrists, more actual leftists that think the issue is class correctly. Um, but right now, it absolutely is amazing. The risk with fake news is that it will become fake history. And right now, it's absolutely amazing how totally controlled whole branches of American society, I think they can say this without any partisanship at all, are by one side of the debate. So America's about 51-49 conservative liberal. I mean, throwing independence 50-50. Yeah. If, you, if you just go to a barbecue or something like that, you'll see this. Um, your black buddy might be a Democratic voter. Someone who's a steel worker might be a Democratic voter. They're conservative voters from the old team or whatever from your office. That's how the country actually looks. But if you look at a mass media newsroom, something like 93% of the people are leftist liberals or left-leaning moderates. That's from Pew 2004. Almost everyone is younger than the average age, big city, Ivy League or Big Ten educated, coastal, mostly white, although that doesn't matter very much. I mean, just down the line, members of one group. And that's why so much of what we read sounds like it's been written by the same person. And it often has, like 70% of it is just copied from the AP and Reuters wires, which are run by people exactly like those I'm describing. I have like uh, 45 seconds left. You asked a question on Twitter. Were today's crying congressmen genuinely traumatized by a horrific 9-11 level day? Uh, two, were they exaggerating but mostly sincere? Or three, straight up immoral liars? A thousand people responded. You got 74% of the votes went to number three, liars. Did that surprise you? And how would you have voted, uh, uh, Wilfred? I would have voted either two or three, either. I would probably say two, like they were a little bit traumatized. Now they're milking it for all it's worth. It's your, your ex-girlfriend bringing up that one argument. Yeah. You throw a phone. I mean, it, yeah. it's the, the whole, no, I don't think that a sitting congressman protected from these guys by a wall of police officers, if you look at the pullback plan on, on that unfortunate day, 
I don't think that they're, or in another building like AOC, I don't think they're so actually traumatized they can't talk as a man without crying. No. No, I don't either. Hey, I, I really appreciate you being on. We could go on, but I have a break I got to get to. Uh, Wilford Riley, always love having you on. Great stuff, and I love following you on Twitter. Thanks. You too. Thanks. All right, we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. You may have heard that in Washington, now just on the phone, looks like you reached a bipartisan agreement on infrastructure. Fancy word for bridges, roads. Speaking in Lower McGungie Township, Pennsylvania, President Biden pushing new Buy American efforts acknowledges that an agreement on his $1 trillion infrastructure bill between Republicans and Democrats has apparently been reached. Republican senators say they're ready to vote to take up the bill, and an evening test vote is possible now. The Federal Reserve says the U.S. economy is strengthening and making progress on the Fed's employment and inflation goals. The central bank says that it will keep its benchmark short-term rate pegged at nearly zero, where it's remained since the pandemic tore through the economy in March 2020. The Dow is down 32 points. The Nasdaq is up 120. This is SRN News. This summer, we all want to reconnect with friends and family. And the team at Legacy Box can help you make the most of your time together by enabling you to revisit classic memories while creating new ones. Legacy Box is an affordable way to have footage of family milestones trapped on home movies and photos safely stored on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. The process is remarkably simple. Just follow the guide from Legacy Box's all-inclusive kit and their experienced team will create digital copies of your videotapes, film reels, and photos. Soon you'll have everything saved on the format of your choice, along with your originals. Imagine highlights from the past digitally preserved and always ready to share. Even better, Legacy Box is offering 40% off this week. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to take advantage of this limited-time offer and ensure your past is always within reach. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40%. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. You depend on our incomparable lineup of talk hosts each day. Now you have the chance to meet one of them face-to-face. Announcing the Terrific Talkers VIP Experience. We'll fly you and a guest on a three-night stay to meet your favorite radio host. Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Charlie Kirk, Dennis Prager. Meet your favorite host from The Answer. Enter the Terrific Talkers VIP experience at TheAnswerPGH.com slash talker. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Check it out, Limu. A roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. (laughs) Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Look! An emu wearing sunglasses! Limu, you're famous. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. 
Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On outbound 28, expect delays from Butler Street up to the Highland Park Bridge. About 15 minutes for your backup on inbound Parkway North, heavy Reedsdale Street down to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Elizabeth area, 136 shut down between Illahalla Road and Rodney Lane. Solid Parkway East inbound, Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. On the outbound side, heavy from Oakland to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Becoming cloudy tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 66. Mostly cloudy tomorrow. It will be humid with a couple of heavy thunderstorms. Storms can bring flash flooding and damaging winds. We'll see a high tomorrow of 79. Friday will be mostly sunny, less humid in the afternoon. Expect a high Friday of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, I haven't watched one minute of the Olympics and don't plan to watch any of it. Uh, I have you know, heard about it, read about it. Um, and obviously the big story right now is Simone Biles, the gymnast who uh, withdrew from the uh, team competition and... Um, according to the experts, uh, cost her team a gold medal, the U.S. team a gold medal. The Russians ended up winning. Uh, and she's being, well, she's a, she's a major subject. Uh, and there are people on both sides, obviously. It's the way the country is right now. Some people are saying she's a quitter. We'll get to that in a second. But I thought I should play for you. Uh, this is Charlie Kirk. He's a, a blogger and a, and a commentator, um, young conservative guy. And this is what he had to say. He's on. Oh, he's on nine o'clock right here on this station, actually. And uh, this is what he said about her. I guess he must have said it right here on this very radio station last night or the night before. But here he is, Charlie Kirk. So Simone Biles, who's obviously a very talented gymnast, decided not to compete in the gold medal competition. Now she probably could have just competed and just kind of checked the boxes, and they would have got a gold medal. Simone Biles says, this Olympic Games, I wanted to be for myself when I came in, and I felt like I was still doing it for other people, as she cried after the team event on Tuesday. So that just, it like hurts my heart, because doing what I love has been kind of taken away from me to please other people. Yeah, that's the point, Simone Biles. You're representing your nation, you selfish, you're selfish sociopath. You kidding me? Today it's like, you know what? I'm not going to do something stupid and get hurt. It's just not worth it especially when you have like three amazing athletes that can step up to the plate and do it. So you know who has the gold medal? Russia. Russia. I have to go look at these four foot 11 Russian Olympi- Olympians chewing on their gold medals, smirking at the Americans. I'm not okay with that. 
But honestly, that's where we're headed. We are raising a generation of weak people like Simone Biles. Again, if you want to be, if she got all these mental health problems, don't show up. She's an incredible athlete. Of course she's an incredible athlete. I'm not saying, I just said she's probably the greatest gymnast of all time. She's also very selfish. She's immature. And she is ashamed to the country. She's totally a sociopath. Of course she's a sociopath. Andrew says she's not a sociopath. What kind of person skips the gold medal match? Who does that? It's a shame to the nation. You just gave a gift to the Russians. Don't show up. If you're not ready for the big time, we got thousands of young female gymnasts that would love to take the place. Thousands. Simone Biles just showed the rest of the nation that when things get tough, you shatter into a million pieces. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, Charlie, um, but um, to say that this woman, who's now not a girl anymore, I think she's 24 years old, she's been doing this since she was a teenage girl, uh, Simone Biles, uh, to say that she is weak. Anybody, have you seen what this woman can do? No human being should be able to do what she does. What she does is more amazing to me than anything that Mario Lemieux has ever done. Anything that uh, any athlete I've ever seen has any done has ever done. I've never seen anything like that. Neither of you, because nobody's ever done it. She's done moves, and I know nothing about gymnastics, but she's done moves that have never been done by a gymnast before. She's a kid who grew up in a foster home for a long time before she was adopted by her grandparents. She was sexually abused by the coach. Uh, Nasser, who's now in prison for 190 years for doing it to multiple girls as he was coaching them. And uh, you're going to call her weak? She's, she's able to do what she does? Now, uh, have I mean, how can anybody look at what this person does and say that she's weak? You can criticize her for uh, for not competing in the, in the, in the uh, event that she pulled out of, but, uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, comparisons to Tom Brady uh, leaving at halftime of the Super Bowl, uh, stuff like that. Um, LeBron James dropping out of, at halftime of the of the uh, of Game Seven of uh, the NBA uh, is just those things are just dumb. And uh, Clay Travis, who I agree with a lot, uh, and Buck Sexton, who now do a talk show uh, during the day, um, they uh, they they made that comment. Um, Saying that you know, imagine Tom Brady uh, leaving a game in in the uh, you know Super Bowl at halftime because his team's losing or he's not playing very well. Now here's the thing, guys. Anybody who's making that comparison, it's dumb. Okay, to compare what uh, Simone Biles does to what Tom Brady or LeBron James does. What Simone Biles? First of all, it's an individual sport. I know that she was uh, competing as part of a team at the Olympics, but it's still all about you. It's individual. So when she says it was, you know, I wanted it to be about me, that's what the sport is about. It's about me if you're in it. It's you. It's the, you're the individual. Now, what you do uh, as an individual will have a bearing on how your team does so that, you know, showing up for the team is a big deal because they're counting on you. But this is not Tom Brady throwing six-yard passes to Gronk that he takes and then runs for 20 yards for a touchdown, which he's made a career out of. That's what Tom Brady does. What Simone Biles does 
is a hundred times more difficult than anything Tom Brady has ever dreamed of doing on a football field. Just watch what she does and compare that. Tom Brady's great and shows every NFL quarterback great at what they do. Doesn't come within a hundred miles of what Simone Biles does. It's Just watch her. And watch it in slow motion to really get an appreciation for it. No human being should be able to do what she does. It's a hundred times more difficult than anything Tom Brady has ever thought about doing, and it's a hundred times more dangerous. Uh, same goes for LeBron James, okay? So to compare it to those two guys quitting in the middle of a Super Bowl or an NBA championship is a dumb comparison. Sorry, it just is. So I came across across this tweet today. Uh, and I don't know who this person is, and I, I tried to get a hold of her and tried to get a, a contact her to be on the show. Um, but uh, her name is Catherine Burns, and she's on Twitter. Uh, her Twitter handle is at Witty Name Choice. And uh, she only has, I think, uh, like 300 followers. But this tweet thread got her you now she only has 300 followers this tweet thread got her 49,800 likes so lots of people have seen this but I'm going to read the whole thing to you because I want you to hear this so for the next time you hear somebody criticizing Simone Biles and saying that she was a bad teammate and she's a baby and she's weak and why did she quit this is Catherine Burns she says Hi, your friendly neighborhood former gymnast and diver here to attempt to explain the mental phenomenon Simone Biles experiencing, colon, the dreaded twisties. That's what it's called, the twisties, okay? She says, when you're flipping or twisting or both, it is very disorienting to the human brain. When training new flips and twists, you need external cues to learn how it feels to complete the trick correctly. In diving, a coach yells out and you kick your body straight and pray. Once you've practiced a trick enough, you develop the neural pathways that create kinesthesia, which leads to muscle memory. Your brain remembers how your body feels doing the trick, and you gain air awareness. Now, I don't know about you. I can't do a somersault. Again, watch what this woman does, and watch it in slow motion, and listen to what this woman who's done it herself says about it. Think about something that took you a while to learn and required a lot of concentration at the time to get it right, but now is second nature. Driving a car is a good example, especially a stick. Suddenly, in the middle of driving on the freeway, right as you need to complete a tricky merge, you have totally lost your muscle memory of how to drive a car. You have to focus on making your foot press the pedal at the right angle, turn the steering wheel just so, shift gears. It's terrifying. You're moving way too fast. You're totally lost. You're trying to think, but you know that you don't usually have to think to do these maneuvers. You just feel them and do them. So again, think of what you've seen this woman do. And in slow motion, she's twisting her body, uh, doing uh, somersaults in the air, running at full speed to start it, going 100 miles an hour. Just unbelievable. The twisties are like this and often happen under pressure. You're working so hard to get it right that you stop trusting your muscle memory. You're getting lost in the air, second-guessing your instincts, overthinking every movement. It's not only scary and unnerving, it's incredibly dangerous, even if you're doing basic gymnastics. The level of skill Simone throws combined with the height and power she gets can lead to catastrophic injury if you're not confident and connected to your kinesthesia. It's K-I-N-E-S-T-H-E-S. 
S-I-A. I don't think I've ever heard that word before. This isn't as easy to fix as just sleeping it off and hoping for a better day tomorrow. This is an unbelievably intelligent tweet, and I wish I could have gotten this person on the air. I couldn't get a hold of her. She says, this, is an e- this, isn't, this isn't as easy to fix as just sleeping it off and hoping for a better day tomorrow. It can look like retain- re- retraining re- entire routines and tricks. I never mastered my front 1.5 with a full twist because I'd get the twisties and it would mess with my other twisting dives. So, when Simone says she's taking it day by day, this is why. She's not soft. She didn't choke. She isn't giving up. It's a phenomenon every gymnast and diver has experienced, and she happens to be experiencing it at the Olympics. Can you imagine the frustration, the heartbreak? It's also said that Simone Biles choosing to bow out pushes back against a dark narrative in gymnastics that you sacrifice yourself for the sake of the sport. You are the product of your coaches and you owe them wins no matter the personal cost. No, you owe nobody anything and you especially don't owe them your body, your health, or your autonomy. I hope every single tiny baby gymnast got that message on self-advocacy and setting boundaries loud and clear. Thank you, Simone Biles. That's Catherine Burns. You can find her on Twitter at Witty Name Choice. And as I said, I try to contact her, and she's not any, I don't know if she's anybody famous or what she does for a living or anything. She just is a former gymnast. And can you, there is no way you're going to find a better explanation of what Simone Biles was going through and why she pulled out and why it's different from Tom Brady deciding he doesn't want to play in the Super Bowl because he had a bad first half. Tom Brady, by making a mistake, um, which could be maybe even a very minor mistake in the second half of the game, isn't going to cause him to break his neck uh, or, or break his uh, back. That's what can happen to uh, someone in the middle of a, uh, a gymnastics routine who gets it just a little bit wrong. Have you noticed the, the amount of precision that's required uh, when when those, those uh, gymnasts do what they do, I've always been fascinated by them. I, I'm not somebody who's going to sit around and watch it. I don't understand the scoring. Uh, I, I think this, a lot of the scoring is stupid. Uh, I, I don't get it. I mean, you can lose by a hundredth of a point because some judge decides you didn't land quite right. I, I, I don't. I don't. I've never under you know never paid any attention to the sport other than at the Olympics or if I see somebody say. Or I hear somebody say, hey, watch this, and they pop up a highlight on TV, and I watch it, and I'm, I'm just stunned. And I'm, the, the courage is the main thing. Have you seen what they do on the, on the uh, parallel bars and, and, and on the what's – the, what's the bar that – the one single bar that they walk on? I forget what it's called. It's the size of the – it's about a foot wide. And they run full speed, do a double somersault in the air, and land on their feet on a wooden bar, Okay. And you got people like Clay Travis and Charlie Kirk and me or anybody else. And I, that was my first reaction, by the way, when I heard, oh, what's wrong with this person? She's a quitter. Why'd she do that? That's bad. What a selfish. My, that was my first reaction until I thought about it for a little bit. And, 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 and I changed my mind before I saw this tweet from Catherine Burns, uh, this, these, this tweet thread where she explains it. Uh, because I tweeted this morning. And you can find my tweets at Steigerworld. But I, I tweeted um, just a simple tweet that went like this. Simone Biles owes you nothing. She owes you nothing. She owes the country nothing. 
She did her. She did her thing. She's done. She she's uh, won medals for the country before. It's only the Olympics. It's only sports, and it's only gymnastics. And uh, I now I think have a pretty good understanding of what went on in her mind. She had a apparently she had a a, a, um, a not so good effort in one of the events and uh, fell and almost uh, she she almost injured herself and it was wasn't 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 very pretty and what people are used to seeing with her is perfection and so for someone watching it's like boy that was unfortunate in the in the uh, gold medal event uh, or olympic event and there are people out there sports media people who are saying she choked she choked because she didn't pull it off and these are people who couldn't do a somersault if their life depended on it so I'm sorry, but I have a lot of admiration for Simone Biles, and and I don't, um, I don't know about what I don't have any really feelings about what she said afterwards and all that stuff. But my my focus here is on what people are saying about her more than what she said about herself. And for anybody to compare it to Tom Brady not showing up for the second half of a Super Bowl is just absolutely, completely, and totally idiotic. I'll be right back. This is John Stagerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels, that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the stores, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at my pillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on our most popular outdoor shades. And transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, we're offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with Blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Visit Blinds.com today to shop up to 35% off-site wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding, 
Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Snarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash-out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash-out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage maker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota. Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. Finishing up here with Simone Biles. Again, this is one of those sports stories that I like to do here on this show, which is not a sports show, but we don't shy away from sports. We actually uh, like doing sports here, and sometimes we do just sports, you know, X's and O's, but uh, this is one of those things that's a cultural issue and uh, a media issue, and so I kind of like talking about it. But um, it was inevitable that uh, a story like this would pop up at the Washington Post uh, by Candace Buckner. Um, the headline of the story is, For exceptional black women like Simone Biles, greatness is never enough. So they couldn't let it go. She's a black woman, and you have to work race into here somehow. Race has nothing to do with this. At least it has nothing to do with the reaction, positive or negative, to what she did. Zero. Whoever has the the attitude right now that, that she quit or that she's a, a baby or whatever the people or, or critics are saying, they'd be saying exactly the same thing if she were white, 100%. But uh, Candace um, Buckner, who, by the way, it says here uh, on her byline, is a sports reporter focusing on the intersection of race, gender, and diversity issues in the world of sports. This is one of the reasons why I like sports a lot less now, or not, not like, but pay a lot less attention now than I used to. Obviously, I'm not working in it full time in sports, so I don't have to. But even as from a fan standpoint, can we have? Do, do we have to have somebody who's focusing on the intersection of race, gender, and diversity issues in the world of sports? I mean, maybe we do, but can we have a little less of it and just watch the game? I wrote a book, I think, by that name. Just watch the game and talk about the game and good luck to uh to uh 
Simone Biles. I hope she has a, a good career ahead of her and continues to do well. But the leave John her alone. Is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.